Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 29th of March and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's go straight away to the scores on the doors as usual. And a little bit of red on the door this morning, Dow Jones down 38 points or 0.12%, 32,394. We had a high of 119 points up and a low of 137 points down. Pretty anemic, really. Low volumes as well. Banking, obviously, the focal point of the markets. And we did see the NASDAQ down 0.45%, 53 points, 11,716. And the S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, just 0.16%, 6 points, 39.71. And the VIX Volatility Index falling below 20, down 3.1%. ASX 200 Futures down 26 points, or 0.37%. We did have a pretty good day yesterday, 72 points up. So 1.04% better yesterday, 7,000. And 34 looks like we'll be testing that 7,000 level again today. A little bit of the froth and bubble from yesterday may be evaporating slightly, but not too much, I would suspect. We do have some data out later today. We have the February CPI number out from the ABS. These are now the new monthly uh, CPI numbers, and they can be a little bit volatile. I'm not sure the ABS has really got its act together as far as statistics gathering for this new number goes but we'll see how it goes anyway the european markets were marginally better the stock 600 though down 0.06 but FTSE up 0.17 germany unchanged france up 0.14 spain up 0.45 percent looking at u.s stocks overseas we have the apple down 0.4 the meta down 1.1 percent google down 1.4 Microsoft down 0.4, Amazon down 0.8, Tesla down 1.4, Netflix down 1.3. You can see what's going on there, can't you? You've got 10-year yields pushing higher again, 3.57. As the banking crisis recedes into the rearview mirror slightly, those yields are pushing back up, and we are seeing money come back out of tech stocks. Didn't really go into the banking sector, though. JP Morgan up 0.3, Citigroup up one. Goldman unchanged. Bank of America down 1.3. Wells Fargo down 0.8. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 1%. Other US stocks in the market. Exxon was up 1.3%. General Motors down 0.7 of a percent. But as I said, those 10-year yields rising in the US, 3.57. Two years back above 4%, 4.08. Aussie 10 years, 3.35, so sneaking up again, money flowing back into that bond market, uh, well, out of the bond market, those yields increasing. UBS uh, in Europe was up 1.7%, Deutsche was down 1.6%, Barclays pretty much unchanged, but the yields is what it's all about at the moment. We had Bitcoin up just over 1%, back above 27000 the Aussie dollar back above 67 cents, 67.05. US dollar index fell 0.4 of a percent. And we saw oil prices better last night, 0.7% higher. 
and WTI up 0.6. Gold also putting on a little spurt, up 16 bucks to 1973, 0.82% higher. Platinum down 0.9 though. In LME pricing, copper up 0.4, nickel up 1.2, aluminium up 1, zinc up 0.5, lead down 0.3, and ton up 1.1%. Iron ore pretty much unchanged, although we did see Dalian iron ore futures up 3.3%, so that was going well. Coal up 4.9%, but we are seeing lithium once again under pressure, 3% down uh, last night. So uh, the big lithium blip up yesterday. Is that going to last? We shall see. In overseas markets, in commodity stocks, BHP up 2.2%, Rio up 1.5%, Freeport McMoran up 1%, Alcar up 1%, Tech up 0.6%, Anglo American up 1.1%, Glencore up 2.1%, Vale up 2.1%, and Arbamile, much in the news here at the moment, down 0.3% of a percent. Just for your interest, CBA trading up 1.3% in international trade. Uh, but we did see in the US uh, that uh, falls last night, bond yields climbing back above 4% in the two years. That did put pressure on the stocks, did put pressure on tech names. So that is certainly something to bear in mind. Bank stocks also heading a little lower uh, following a hearing in which three regulators said they would favour more stringent regulations in small institutions. Some regulations may be in order rather than more stringent. And in other news today, Jamie Dimon has been deposed in the Jeffrey Epstein lawsuits. So that will be interesting to see how that one pans out. Oil prices better last night. Iraq has curbed some of its exports. There's a bit of a legal dispute going on between Iraq, Kurdistan and Turkey, which has affected 400,000 barrels of oil a day, constricting those global supplies. Locally today, we do have that February CPI number out. Also in the AFR today, there is talk of Santos's Barbarossa project targeted in the carbon plan, which has been agreed with the Labour government and the Greens. So there's certainly a lot to shake out in the oil and gas sector on the back of the new landscape for carbon emissions and uh, fossil fuel projects. So that'll be interesting to see how that one goes. The AFR Banking Summit continues at the moment and uh, every banker worth his salt is saying how strong everything is and how good everything is. So wouldn't expect that to change too much either. In terms of local news today, we have uh, speculation in the Australian that Potentia could offer $1.75 to $1.80 for Tyro payments. I would just like to say, just get on with it already. And Westgold Resources reports drilling results from Big Bell expansion, including 50.37 metres at 5.05 grams a tonne gold from 746.6 metres down. So it's quite deep, but certainly uh, quite high grade as well. United Malt Group has been upgraded to an outperform from a cell at CLSA. That's quality recommendations, isn't it? That's uh, basically after the bid, they're now saying it should be an outperform, having said they should sell it before the bid. So well done, CLSA. Uh, Cube Holdings downgraded to sector perform from outperform at RBC Capital Markets. And of course, all the talk in the papers today are about Tim Goider, who had a pretty good day yesterday. What with Chalice and probably more importantly, Liontown. He has 15% of Liontown. And uh, there's lots of talk about Arbamile throwing down the gauntlet to Rio Tinto and West Farmers. 
So it looks like uh, $2.50 at the moment is the current uh, bid that uh, Albemarle have lobbed. Albemarle is a uh, much bigger player. They have around 2.2% of the uh, stock in Liontown, but will need to get Tim Goida and his um, board and management and the other shareholders across the line if they are to get some sort of board approval for the bid. So watch out for that one. It did close above the bid price last night. Um, so that uh, makes it interesting. It means that Albemarle can't buy any more at the moment because their bid is 250. So they can't bid above that in the market. In other news this morning, Karoon Energy has provided the outlook on Bauna and Patola operations in a corporate presentation. Uh, producing above expectations, current production 30,000 barrels per day. Second Patola well will due online end of March. Good news there for Karoon. If only it could sort out and hopefully get that tax situation to be temporary. Um, also today, Jevoir Global suspends the final construction at Idaho Cobalt Operations due to continuing low cobalt prices in the United States inflationary impacts on produ- production costs. Nitro Software CEO San Chandler and CFO Anna Serbel, Serbel will leave the company effective immediately. And Liontown has been downgraded to hold from speculative buy at Morgan's. So that's an interesting one there as well. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. A question of the day today. What is your strategy when a bid comes along? Have you got a strategy for a stock that you own that gets bid for? There are certainly some strategies around and some that we talk about in the newsletter. But have you got yourself a little strategy there that the way you play a takeover bid? That's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.